Sir, do you own a black Mercedes-Benz license plate number CRL 507? 507? That's my wife's car. That's not my car. That's my... 25 yeah, unpaid property I mean, tickets. it's under my name, but it's my wife's car. No, 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 <laughs> bitch! <laughs> Welcome to Black Irish Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to an all-new episode of Black Irish Podcast with myself, Brennan McCorkle, and Mike, white on white on white, you dig? Crawford. What's up, brother? Yeah, dig. What up, bro? How you this week, man? I'm good. I stole something today. What a thief. I know. I don't usually <laughs> steal, but I stole something from Target. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it was one of those things. Afford it. Yeah, it was one of those things where, like, it wasn't my fault, and I didn't do it on purpose. Like, I wasn't being, like, you know... I guess I was being acting like a thief, but not really. It was the, the cashier's fault. So I had to get a new micro SD card to record uh, today's episode and future episodes. <laughs> and some other stuff, you know, Easter, all that kind of crap. So I'm like at Target, you know, doing Target shopping. So in the process, I also got a small muffin tin tray. Because, you know, we give the kids dessert after dinner. We usually give them, like, one small thing. But I'm like... Damn, like, we keep giving them, like, gummy bears, like, a package of gummy bears, and, th- like, it's just all not good shit for you, you know? Like, it's not bad, but it's not great. Or, like, chocolate, I'm like, man, I don't know. We can still give them sweets, but something else. So I'm like, okay. So I came up with this idea. I'm like, why don't we start making our desserts? Like, we'll bake cookies together, or we'll make muffins together, or something like that, and then that's what you guys can have for dessert. So it's something we start doing as a family. Like, we make the desserts together. It's interactive. You know, we make it. It's just a way better. It's an awesome thing. It's an awesome experience. So I realize we're giving these kids, like, full-size chocolate chip and blueberry muffins. I'm like, all right, maybe we'll get the little tin ones. So anyway... She scans a micro SD card and it asks you, do you want to put uh, protection on this, like a protection plan, since it's an electronic. She doesn't ask me. Doesn't ask me. She goes to scan the little cookie tray or the muffin tin tray that's like $12. And it doesn't, like it beeps, but it doesn't register on the register because she didn't ask me the question and hit yes or no thanks. So she just sets it to the side and I was like, hmm, let's see what she does. And then she didn't do anything. She went to scan the next thing. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take that for free since you didn't do your job. Hey, uh, no thanks on that that warranty thing. Because I didn't want her to scan multiple things and then realize and then go back. So I was like, fuck it. Let me nip this in the bud. Uh, no thanks on that thing. And then she's like, oh, okay. And then just kept scanning. And I was like, you know what? I deserve that muffin tin. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even call that stealing, bro. It was more of like I did, but usually I'll be like, oh, hey, you didn't scan this thing. But since it was a lack of her doing her job, I'm like, you know what? That's on you. <laughs> yeah, the fact that you saved her from scanning like seven more things that she might have let you go home with, I'm going to say like. No, see, that was, the, that was the trickery part of me. That was the little grifty part of me was like, if she would have scanned multiple things and then went back and been like, oh. Nothing registered, then she'd have found out what didn't register. So I was like, I cut that off at the pass. I'm like, no, nah, let me take my one free gift, you know. Which is which is what you should have did. So now you did the good deed while doing the bad deed. So it all evens out, man. Hey, the world is a better place today. We evened out go. the world. 
Because say she did it and didn't realize and gave you like six items for free, then you would have been a horrible guy. So take your one item and... Yeah, I'll take my eleven ninety nine muffin tin tray. That's fine. <laughs> what was the last thing you stole besides a girl? Mm, I don't know. You don't know. Like a deck of cards, maybe. A deck of cards? Yeah. Like, just like, like hey, I need cards. a deck of cards, fuck it. Pocket this thing? No, I'm in there to buy one, so I'll buy one and I'll just rip the other. Whatever. Got you. Got you. <laughs> like, they're expensive, man. And I'm just going to gamble with them. What the heck? It takes money to I'm make sure. money. You need that extra $3. I get it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think the last thing I stole... I don't like stealing shit, but I think the last thing I stole was, uh, like, tiki glasses from a restaurant in, like, San Francisco or something. Like, it was just there with... Yo, that's not stealing. I mean, honestly, we, we got about $250 in drinks your glass, between bro. four of they us. They should give you a glass. They should. That's why we took them. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, 250 bucks. These are cool. Let's take them home. And then they eventually just There's turned into There's a whole bunch of hotels that hate me because I, st- I used to steal like a towel from every hotel I went to. See, I don't get that. Like, my parents used to come back with like the mini ketchup bottles and shit. I'm like, really? Condiments, people? That's what we're taking? Okay. <laughs> nah, I used to I used to take at least one of those small hand towels, not the big towel, just the hand towel. Just in case you had to jerk off on the plane. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Need a catch right. Oh, it's a long flight from Cali to Virginia. I get it. I get it. Uh, I need to wave the white flag, man. Oh shit, dude, that's too funny. Oh, <laughs> so guess what I did. I had a busy weekend, man. I had a busy weekend. What'd you do? So, Saturday, I went back to the theater. Becoming a little theater nut all of a sudden. Okay, what'd you see this time? So, this time we went to a studio called The Actors Gang. Um, I think it was founded by Tim Robbins, the actor from what I gathered from one of our very good friends who, by all accounts, we went with one of our very good friends uh, and her husband on a double date. And she basically, like, yeah, bro, double dates are the best. Double dates are the best. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, man. It's, it's just, you know, especially when you're married with kids and stuff, it's like, those are the people you got to hang out with anyway, because everybody has a curfew, because exactly. kids turn into goblins, so, you know, it's all good. But we were supposed to go to a, a friend's birthday party together. Their whole family came down with COVID for this 40th birthday party, so that got rescheduled. So we were sharing a babysitter for our four kids, and it was like, hey, let's just keep the babysitter and go do this other thing. So our friends take us down there, and um, there, you know, she basically, back in the day, like got recruited to help with this, you know, program or whatever, and kind of took it over and like made it this amazing thing. Um, and then she ended up having a kid, and like that was a, a good chance to break away and do something else. Um, but anyway, the show was can't pay, don't pay. Um, it was, it's an Italian written play by Dario Fo, and it was adapted, you know, for like local audiences. Obviously, it had to be translated and, you know, adapted to fit in our world. Um, but basically, it's self described as like a satirical farce about like rising prices, low wages, and basically just like 
theft out of necessity. Like, because the government's fucking you, so, you know what, do whatever you have to type of a deal. Um, it was wildly entertaining. It was really, really funny. The crew killed it. The, uh, all the actors were just amazing. It was, it was just, it was a blast. It was really a blast. It was two hours, and I'm telling you, it went faster than most movies. Like, it was rad. It was really, really cool. Really cool. So. Yes, it is, man. The, I mean, the good news is both plays that I've been to recently were directly, you know, like our buddy, our friend who who had their hands on this stuff. Not the one we just went to, but um, like she picked them out for us. So we're going to good stuff. It's not like we're going to like a local thing and like trying it out. It's like we're being directed to this is going to be awesome probably. If you're into it, you're into it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, shout out to Campaign Don't Pay, man. That was it was a lot of fun. Got to meet the director, Bob, the the lead actor. And hey, Bob. Dude, it was just it was really, really well done. And the fact that like our friend introduced us to everybody and it was just a very, very cool experience. And you know, that's kinda of, that's what's up. That's what we're that's supposed to be up, doing here. You know what I mean? Fuck. Exactly. Enjoying life, bro. Oh. And then so that was Saturday evening. Then Sunday I took my eight-year-old to American Ninja Warrior. Oh, now that had to be fun. Yeah, so that was cool. So we uh, we ended up they're taping the semifinals uh, at Universal Studios. So we had a call time. We had to be there by six thirty, and basically it's like prepare to be here for five hours. We're like shit. Okay. What they didn't say is, like, the first two and a half hours is, like, staging and getting through stuff. And, like, you don't even get to where it's, like, we're about to start filming until, like, 9 o'clock. So that <laughs> part was interesting. But, you know, luckily, you know, my son is awesome. And I just explained to him, like, listen, dude, there's going to be quite a bit of standing around because we signed up to be a part of the audience. So we have to go through their process of filming and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So it was just kind of funny because the first thing you do is check in and then you have to go in line to get a rapid COVID test and they just do you in groups. And it's like, okay, group A, you guys are all clear. Go ahead and get in line to go in the thing. So what's weird was we get in line for the rapid COVID test and then there's an older Asian lady behind us and it's like everybody's supposed to keep gaps in the line, you know, six feet, whatever, until you're all clear and then it does, they don't really care because you're all going to be smushed together anyway. So it's like this old lady got separated from her group and kept trying to latch onto us. It was like we we would go on because I think she didn't know where to go. So she's just like wanted to hang with us. I'm like, okay, this is weird. Like you're all like if I turn around, I'm bumping into her. She is that close to me. So I'm like, <laughs> have my son in front of me, standing in line to like just I don't know, I don't want this weird lady touching me, whatever. She needs a friend. No, she didn't, but she was just like she didn't have any awareness of space. You know what I mean? So it was, I couldn't shake this lady. So we're in the rapid COVID test line and they're trying to break you up by groups. It's like, who is in your party? You know what I mean? So the security guy comes over and, and like walks up almost to me, but then talks directly behind my head. Like, are you guys all together? And I turn around, this lady's with me. I'm like, uh, no, it's just us two. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> we are separate from her. She doesn't understand where <laughs> she thinks we're all going to the same place. So we're together. No, we are separate. She's not my wife. Does this kid look like it's hers? Come on. She just wanted to hang out, bro. She just wanted a friend. So then 
we get through, we get our COVID testing, whatever. We have to go through the metal detectors now. There's two metal detectors, okay? So I'm like, okay, this is my chance to ditch this lady. So she goes in one line, we go in the other, okay? We get through, I'm like, sweet. I'm looking back, I'm like, cool. Because I'm looking to see who we're going to sit next to. Because what they do is after you go through the metal detectors, then you get in a line to get go down to the parking lot and get on a shuttle to go to the, the lot. So... I'm like, cool. I shook her at the metal detectors. You know, we got like three people in a gap. So then I go up, we get in line. We're almost to the front of the line of the next group that gets on the, you know, walks to the shuttles. And then it turns out there was some debacle at the fucking metal detectors and they wave this lady through the other one. She's right behind me again. I'm like, damn it. (laughs) Then she keeps start talking to me, like will not leave me alone. She's like, why are we standing here? I'm like, I don't know, lady. We're going to the next the next thing. They, they're doing this in stages. Like, not trying to be rude, but like, why are you asking me? I'm just going where they're directing me. Like, you signed up for the same thing I did, lady. So she Ew. is like bitching the entire time. Like, they say we have to go on a shuttle. I'm like, how else? Like, how else are you going to get there? You going to walk? Like, come on, lady. What are you doing to me? Ask somebody with a badge. Don't ask me. Could not shake this lady. So finally, we're getting on the bus, the shuttle, and I let her go first and pick a seat. And then I pick, like, seats, like, three rows back. I'm like, okay, Mick, this is where we go. We got to stay away from this lady. I don't want to sit next to her when we get in the fucking venue. Like, I can't have it. (laughs) She loves you, bro. And she just wants to be your friend. No, so then we get to the other, so then we get on the shuttle, get to the other staging area, and then they have everybody, you know, in line so they can shuffle them in. And then we have to wait there for another, like, 45 minutes. So each place we had to wait, like, a half hour, 20 minutes, you know. And we had, like, four different stages we had to go through. No big deal. That was our American Ninja Warrior course. We made it through. But it was really rad because we got there. We got set up there. Like, everything back uh, towards the starting line is full. We only have it's standing room only or we only have these seats in the small uh, bleacher section right at the end of the course. But the problem is the very start and the very beginning angle off of the main section. So we sat down in the bleachers because I'm like, I don't want to stand for another four hours or whatever it is. So we sit in the bleachers and then we're like, we can't see anything. So I'm like, and then, you know, my son's like, uh, and I could just feel him being disappointed. I'm like, okay, dude, we're here for you. Do you want to go and figure it out? Like, we might need to stand, though. And he's like, yeah. I was like, all right, this is going to suck, but let's go. <laughs> so then we just start walking, and it's like everything's full, everything's full. So I'm like, okay, let's just keep going towards the start. And then we get to this little section in between the very f- start of the course bleachers and the middle course bleachers, and there's this little section, like sectioned off, with six chairs and four people are sitting in there. So I'm like, huh, oh, I wonder if that's the family of the competitor and that's where they sit and then they, you know, just walk them out to do the little, you know, stage area where they watch them compete and then the next family shuttles in does all that. But then I recognize one of the people on the shuttle who is not in the family and friends line or anything like that, just a regular person. So I'm like, Mickey, there's two chairs here. Let's just sit down and see if anybody tells us to leave. Nope. Turns out we got the best seats in the house, right in between the first major <laughs> obstacle and the second major obstacle. Um, then we got to, it was like after like half of the competitors went, a bunch of the people from the start line were like, dude, we didn't realize we were going to be here forever. So they start leaving, but they're taping, so they want to make it look like it's full. So I had just asked somebody working there, I'm like, hey, you want us to scoot over to the start? She's like, would you please? I'm like, yeah, of course. 
So we go scoot over there. Turns out we sit next to an American Ninja Warrior that's competing the next day. And him and Mickey are chatting it up for like 30 minutes. You know, we're playing a game like, how far do you think they're going to go? Just super cool guy. Kevin was his name. Um, and then so we're sitting there having a great time with that. Then one of the next competitors' moms comes up with a big bag of like bright yellow hats and is like, hey, not this competitor, but the next one's my son who wants to pass out hats for when he's running. And, you know, my kid's like, oh, I'll do it. So then she's like, cool, everybody can keep the hats. You can pass them out. So he was all jacked. He got to pass out a bunch of hats. He got to keep like four of them, come home, bring, you know, give them to his friends and stuff. So it was pretty rad. Then, and at this point, Nobody has made it to the finish. Not one person's made it to the finish. Like, four people have made it towards the end. Like, out of the ten obstacles, they've made it to, like, eight. You know what I mean? It's like, so had we been sitting on the end, we would have seen nothing. So then it was like, okay. Yeah, you I, never want to sit at the end. Not on that show. I, no one makes it to the end. That's right. But we figured semifinals, you never know. You know what I mean? But semifinals True. are also a lot harder. So then it was like... You know, he's sitting there. We're in the area where all the athletes are. So he's like, oh, that's that guy. Oh, that's that guy. And just hearing them talk about how they're going to compete tomorrow. Like, oh, on this one, you need to swing hard. This one, take your time. Like, it was cool to watch them and hear them dissect everything as it was going live. So that was pretty rad. And then it was like, all right, there's like 40 minutes left. And the American Ninja Warrior dude that we were sitting next to was like, hey, they save everybody that's good for the end. And, you know, that way they keep people around, kind of like the main event, as my son said. So I was like, all right, dude, let's see if we can make it back towards the end just just to see. So I was like, hey, we got to go to the bathroom. They're like, okay. So we just kind of went out, went to the back in the bleachers where we first started. Sure enough, the next competitor makes it all the way to the end, is the only person to make it all the way to the end. And then like three people later, they're like, okay, we're breaking for lunch. And then they were going to have a second taping. So that went all the way to like 12.30 in the morning. (laughs) We were there for like six hours. And then they had another taping after us. The call time for that was supposed to be 11.55, but they were running 45 minutes late. So then it was like we were leaving and they were shuttling people in for the last semifinal of the day. So that is a lot of taping, my friend. Dude, it was pretty wild, but it was so and much. A lot fun. of standing. We didn't stand. We had seats the whole time. No, not you. I'm talking about for people who were standing. Oh yeah. Well, those were the people that were leaving, and it was funny because it was like we went back to the original part by the end, those bleachers, and it was like the people we were sitting next to that never moved got up when we moved there like okay well we've had enough of this like they were pissed off because they were there for five hours and didn't see anything and then the next person makes it all the way to the end (laughs) so it was pretty rad it was a lot of fun he had a blast which is all i really cared about i had a ton of fun with him so it was it was a lot of fun it was really cool experience you know we get to go wait and you know whenever it comes out on tv watch it and be like oh yeah you remember that so it'd be a lot of fun yeah, bro. Oh. And Mickey had fun, so that's all that matters. Yeah. But then, okay. So then, guess what? Ooh. Chicken butt. No. So <laughs> then, <laughs> we get home at, you know, one fifteen in the morning or so, put the mixer down for bed, and then I go to my area where I'm going to sleep. And currently, I'm just sleeping on the couch with, a like, a mattress foam pad because of my back. So... 
I was doing, so I go to lay down after this long evening, and then 1.30 rolls around, and there's birds outside, like, chirping their little hearts out. And I'm like, what is happening right now? What is going on? Like, they're, they're wild feathered fowls outside of my door just going at it, and there's nothing I could do about it. Like, they're just happy that it's, the weather's nice. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Go throw some rocks at him or something, bro. <laughs> but like, what in the hell? That, that would piss me off, bro. But what am I supposed to do? Nothing. You can't do anything. Can't do anything, right? <sighs> Such a bummer. What's your favorite type of bird? Uh, do you have one? Know. Like a cardinal. I just like the way they look. They like that red. I don't have a favorite bird specifically, but I like the color of the cardinal. Like how they look. I'm a duck guy myself. I like ducks. I've always ducks liked a bird. Right, they don't even fly, bro. So what? What is I'm it? Just saying, I don't know. It's a bird. I had to Google it. I think it's a bird slash mammal. Oh man, we're getting into real sounding stupid territory right now. <laughs> That's why I said I had to Google it because I don't want to sound stupid on just YouTube. Google yourself. <laughs> I do it all the time. You um, said what? Just Google yourself. I do it all the time. I can't find myself when I Google myself. You know the dude no, no, no. Phantom of the like Opera Google, the like Google, Google yourself. Touch huh? your privates. Like, come on. Don't make me spell that shit out for you. <laughs> 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 My other favorite bird's an albatross. Do you know what that is? A big bird. It's a giant bird. Yeah, that snatches fish out the water, like come down and like swoop us. It's also when you get three under on any particular hole on a golf course. Which reminds me of the Masters. Did you catch any of that this weekend? I did catch some of that this weekend until Tiger started shitting the bed. (laughs) Man, I was do it was like Thursday and Friday, because I put money on Tiger to win in top ten. Uh, Patrick Cantlay to win in top 10, and uh, Danny Willett to win in top 10. And then I just made a bunch of like head-to-head matchups. Like each day, whoever was grouped together, I just kind of went through and, and did my thing. Thursday and Friday, killed it. Crushed it. Uh, had a side bet with, with somebody, the some dude on Twitter, and his dude didn't even make the cut. So I got paid from him on Friday before the tournament was even over. So I'm like, dude, I'm feeling good. That being said, then I just kept going Saturday and Sunday, and I'm like putting all this house money back into the pot, and dude, just ate a bag of dicks over the weekend. (laughs) I had a lot going on Tiger. Like, I doubled down on Tiger doing better, but then I didn't factor in the fact that it was going to be cold as shit cold on Saturday. Windy. I didn't know about that shit either. But even the wind factor, but I'm saying like anything with your joints when it's cold, it does not matter. Like it is hard, dude. Take it from somebody that like doesn't realize like I'm feeling good, feeling good. And then it gets cold and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sore. What happened? It's like all the old injuries come back tenfold. I didn't yeah. take that into consideration and then he never got it back. I didn't either. I thought it was going to be a good a good weekend in, in Damascus. But when I heard the next day when Shannon was talking about it, how the weather's going to be, I said, oh, it's a wrap for Tiger. Yeah. yeah. So that was tough. And then the dude that won, which by the way, he was no, he ranked number one in the world, Scotty Scheffler coming into the Masters, wasn't even the favorite. 
And he four putted the 18th hole on Sunday and still won by three strokes or whatever. Insane. Yeah, he, he smoked the field. Domination. Domination. On Saturday, after Saturday's round, he was minus 105 to win. and Or, I'm sorry, Saturday morning, he was minus 105 to win, and the field was at minus 115. And I still didn't take that bet. Like what an idiot! I didn't. I didn't hedge my bet. I didn't just throw down some some cheese on uh, Sheffy. But I'm also not that way. Like last year's Masters, when Matsuyama won, he was the only golfer I bet on because I just had that kind of faith in him. I had that kind of faith this year. I didn't have that kind of faith, but that's why I spread it out through three. But I had a pretty good feeling. The Masters just so tough though because the greens are insane. The greens are insane, and if it's bad weather, oh, you better be, you better be on fire. Yeah, and dude, so on Sunday though, one of the it was like Scheffler's just running away with this thing. Um, I did, I don't know if you saw, but McElroy and Morikawa on the 18th hole to close it out. Did you happen to catch that? No. It was amazing, dude. So they, uh, so McElroy made a crazy surge on Sunday. He was like six under or something like that on Sunday, like trying to make a game of it. Um, and he was paired up with Morikawa, and they both were just, you know, playing pretty well for the day. But they both hit it into the sand right by the green in the same bunker um, on 18. And Rory chips his out and in and, like, is, like, pumped up. Yeah! Like, tosses his club, like, high-fiving, like, just jacked up. And you're like, awesome! Like, he, he probably isn't going to win, but he's just like, yeah, that's the way to finish it out. Then Morikawa comes up and chips his in from the bunker. And they're both just like celebrating together, high five and hug. Like it was really, really cool. Just like two of the, you know, Rory's not so young anymore, but Morikawa still is. And just to see them like, hey, we're not going to win, but we're out here having fun. Like Have that was fun. pretty yeah, rad. We're playing great, man. That was rad. And then yes. on the flip side, Tyler Hatton and Billy Horschel were paired together on Sunday. And about the, on the back nine, it was like, I have never seen so many clubs almost thrown by two professionals in my entire life. It was a meltdown of epic proportions to where it was just like, they tee off and immediately are just like, left, right, like not hitting the ball straight whatsoever, flipping clubs and just like being pissed. It was one of the greatest things to watch. These two guys paired up together and both having epically shitty days. <laughs> and just like, it was one of those things where you saw their brains broke, uh, like after the front nine, and they're just like, I don't want to be here. And as soon as you don't want to be on the golf course and have to be, it's never going to work so, out well. It's yeah. over. So it was just kind of funny to watch that meltdown. But then I do have to say, I give Tyler Hatton, who was the bigger asshole of the two, if you will. Um, he came out in an interview after, and he's like, look, man, like, you know, nobody talks shit on Augusta National or the Masters, but he's like, look, it's just not fair. And you're like, okay, here comes the bitch session. He's like, no, it's not fair. He's like, you hit a good golf shot on the greens, and they're sloped in so many different directions that it just rolls off the green. It's like, I just hit it three feet away from the hole, and now I'm 25 feet off the green? Like, come on, dude. 
So he was just kind of like, listen, it's just not fair. You can still hit good golf shots, and then it, it doesn't even matter. He's like, I don't know. You mean great golf shots. That's why they only want great players to win the Masters. Good is not good enough. They want great. That's why when Tiger shot like 21 under, they were like, oh, my fucking goodness. How the man, hell did he do? Because he was hitting the ball in spots where it wouldn't move. It wouldn't damn roll. You know why? Because you got to be that good, guy. Sorry. Feel bad for you. See you next year, buddy. See you at the U.S. Open. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, see you next Tuesday, JT Daniels is transferring again. What the hell? Like, just accept the fact that you're not that good, bro. <laughs> well, actually, I think he was better than the guy last year. Yeah, but with Lincoln Riley getting his transfers in at USC, JT Daniels didn't have a chance in hell. Yeah. But I think he was better when he was at USC, him getting hurt cost him. He was such a young boy. And then at Georgia, I think he was better than not the guy who played this year. Actually, I think he was better than Stenson, too. But he was definitely better than, um, what's the, the guy who played last year, like Jake, whatever? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But he just came transferring in, and these college coaches be feeling like they want to stay with, you know, the high hand because they want to win championships. And then you always getting hurt, so shit to hell with you. Yeah, Roger but Jr. I mean, have a chance. I like them coming out of high school, man. He can sling the rock. Yeah, but dude, just imagine if he had the patience to stay at Georgia. That'd be his job, and that's a hell of a team. It's not going to be his job this year. They recruited some guy. They wouldn't. No, but that's what that I'm saying. Hang on, hang on. They wouldn't have recruited that guy had he stayed. See what I'm saying? He no, I'm sure this transfer is like a noun thing because of some guys they got. I don't believe he was like because we would have heard about it already. Like this is a present day, like yesterday decision because whoever they got, he ain't gonna beat. He like, bro, yeah. I'm not doing this again. Let me go play. Well, didn't the didn't the dude from Oklahoma transfer? Wasn't that the big deal? Like as soon as Lincoln Riley. Announced at USC like he decommitted from Oklahoma and, and committed to USC. Yeah, he finally transferred, yeah. Yeah. But JT Daniels not going to uh, USC. He's going I, to West Virginia. I know. He's going from USC to West Virginia. No, he's going from Georgia to West no, Virginia. No, he no, no, to no, USC no. First. He transferred from Georgia last year to USC. No, you got you got it backwards. He did it the other way around. Oh, that's he right. That's right. He went from, first. That's right. That's right. Oh, to shit. Georgia. So I'm ass backwards then. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. I just wasted three minutes of your time. No, I'm confused most days. That's okay. <laughs> I just Yo, walk around like an Alzheimer patient. Like, am I supposed to do something? To college, I don't understand how Dabo keeps getting these tight recruits with all the bullshit that he spews out of his fucking mouth. Bro, he's talking about players shouldn't be paid. And then he's one of the top paid guys and being compared to Nick Saban, he's like, well, I earned it. He's like, okay. He's like, he's like, these kids shouldn't be getting money because they need to focus on their education. The money will come. And it's like, wait a second. These kids can make up to like $2 million in four years at college, which is more than most people will ever see in their lives. Dude. What the These fuck are you talking about? Are earning the money that pays your set. Like, are you stupid, dumb, or just back up from the, the mic, Mike? Goodness, oh, I'm sorry. I know are you, you get intense on that stuff. That. Your money is made because these kids play good at football. Like your revenue is because they're good at football, bro. So they deserve some of the same money that you're getting. I hate. I hate it. 
and then he's still going to have the number one recruiting class next yep. year because some for some reason he can go sit in these parents' all living rooms and sell them some shit that they can't find themselves and read on the internet to say, uh, I don't want my kid playing for that type of guy. But I'm not going to hate. He, he recruits kids. He sends people to the NFL. A lot of them are of the African-American descent. So I'm not going to be mad at that because that is some place that they never probably would have got to or dreamed of. I'm not going to say without him because they could have went to another college and still made it. But he did it. I'm not going to do past tense, so I'll give him credit for that. With that being said, he says a lot of asinine shit out of his mouth. It is true. And gets away with it. Oh, and by the way, he also said Nick Saban doesn't get paid enough with his fucking $10 million a year. $10 or million he a year. Not <laughs> like he doesn't make enough. Okay. Okay, buddy. Whatever you say. Uh, speaking yeah. of stealing, how about those Washington Commanders? What do you think about this nonsense? Are you aware <laughs> of all the the buffoonery that's going on? Some new comes out that they found in these articles and shit. Bro, they're going to take his team from him. I'm telling you, it's coming. They should, dude, Daniel Snyder should have had the team taken away from him 15 years ago. Yeah, so like, as hard as it is to take an NFL owner's team away, they're going to take his team from him. And well, that here's the thing. Here's the thing. The NBA, you can't mess around with racism. NFL, you can't mess around with money. Yeah, that's it. Those are the two rules in those sports. <laughs> you can't mess around. If you're with an money, owner, bro, and, and so for and people who don't know what around with money, and they're going to try to take his team from. They definitely going to try to take his team from. And he's going to try to do what he did by putting his wife in charge because he did that already. So he can't do that again. So what the fuck is going to be your next like move, bro? Yeah, so for anybody... And did you see the number one NFL story for the week? No, no, no. Hang on. For anybody who doesn't know what's going on with the Washington <laughs> Commanders, so basically what happened is uh, the former Redskins were... They take seat leases, which are basically season tickets, but they do them for like three, five years at a time, whatever. Whatever the lease is. So when you want to get those tickets, you have to put down a 25% deposit. To hold those seats. And then you pay for the seats regularly as you would. And at the end of the lease, as long as you make all your payments, you get your deposit back. Well, what happened was Daniel Snyder put in place particular roadblocks to make it very, very difficult for people to access that money. They have to go through so many different channels that eventually they give up and are just like, oh, I can't get that money back anymore. It's just a, you know, a lost cause, whatever. But... They were reporting to the NFL that they were giving that money back. So millions of dollars were not going to the NFL to the shared pot. So not only is the NFL office pissed off at them, all the owners are like, what the fuck, dude? That's our <laughs> money too, man. Like you're messing up the salary cap. You're messing up everything, dude. <laughs> and would that also be the case? They should definitely get rid of the team, bro. Like, how are you going to be stealing that much money over that long a period of time and they don't take your team from you? But they took the NBA on this team just for a couple of racist comments. Even though racism is really fucked up, like, you stealing millions and millions of dollars, bro. What do you think about them moving the team to, like, Oklahoma? What team? The team that we're talking about, the Washington Army. No, they're moving them. They already got a plan to build a stadium in my fucking state. We already got fucking Amazon coming. They're trying to put the stadium here, too. I'm going to have Amazon and a new stadium. And we already have, like, the top five worst traffic in the world. Like, this shit is going to get insane, bro. Insane. 
for a city that has winter and all that shit. Like, why does everybody want to come to Virginia? I love my state. I love my city, which is my area, which is the metropolitan area of Virginia, which is close to D.C., but what the fuck does everybody want here? Like, I remember we were just cool-ass, little-ass VA, and ain't nobody want no parts of this. Now everybody want to be here, bring the biggest parts of bullshit to here. You know what comes with all that money and extra bullshit? Crime. Fucking crime. I don't got time for more crime. Become hey, a yo, crime fighter. Shit. Become a vigilante justice person. Like me. Man, like my alter ego. This shit is stupid, bro. The headquarters for Amazon and a football stadium that they're trying to move to Virginia. This shit is about to be so stupid. Oh, uh, you know you what know, else is stupid? cars on top of each other. This is the perfect time to come up with flying cars, bro. Uh, no, thanks, <laughs> Just get a whole bunch of double-decker buses. Fuck it. Jetsons. Jetsons. <laughs> Were you Jetsons or Flintstones? Uh, I was probably Flintstones as far as watching, but I like the Jetsons. Yeah, me I just too. didn't watch it as much as the Flintstones. Yeah, same, same. That robot was hot. Um, <laughs> speaking of stupid shit, Derek Carr's three-year extension, $40 million a year. Holy crap. That, I like... That's already bothers me a little bit. Like he was he was slated to make just under twenty million this year, which is which fine. Is that's right. Robbery. Ab- no, that's it right is- about where he should be. For a starting quarterback in the NFL, that's Baker money. Exactly. He's not better than Baker. We already that's talked it. about this, Michael. I'm not going down that road. Listen, I I would be fine with him getting like thirty, even though I think that's five million. Too many a year for him, even with the market being out of control. The thing that I cannot believe is they let him have a no trade clause. Can you believe that? So when we talk about Derek Cobb, is this? I'm not going to ask this question because I know it's a personal thing. But you're letting the whole world know it's a personal thing by your just comments. Because you pull up, you made it personal, Mike. It's personal because you pull up Derek card numbers, they are elite. Okay, like, last year, hang on, hang on. This is off the top of my head, so forgive me. Last year, he threw for like 4,800 yards, which is the most he's ever thrown in his career. That's a great number. Almost 5,000 yards, that's insane. That's great. He also <laughs> threw for like 25 touchdowns, I want to say, which is the most in his career, 24. He also threw 14 interceptions, which is the most in his career. He was also sacked 40 times, which was the third most in the league. So he's not mobile. He just throws the ball deep and sometimes to the other team. Neither is Tom Brady. He's not mobile. He didn't have it. He lost his two. Yeah, but Tom Brady wins Super Bowls. Okay. Derek Carr doesn't win playoffs. He played with the greatest coach ever because he had the greatest coach ever. Tom Brady never won a Super Bowl, which his defense wasn't top 10. Never. There's not a Super Bowl on his record in which his defense is not top 10. So I don't want to hear that about, like, Tom Brady's not out there by himself. What I'm saying is the type of quarterback. He's not mobile either. Derek Carr is 4,500, I believe, and then 48. Come on, bro. 45 and 48 back-to-back years. Derek Carr is elite, and he lost his top two weapons this year and still made the playoffs. Yeah, but top he got two. Devontae Adams, which is better than both of those guys put together. And watch how many – he's 5,000 this year. No, Easy. he'll – Devontae Adams will have 13 TDs. Yeah. For sure. He's going 5,000 this year. Easy. If he gets Waller back and they draft some type of speed demon, 5,000. But here's the problem. Their O line sucks. Their O line sucks. Well, they better draft some guys. Well, if you just said they're drafting a speedster, they need an offensive line. You draft speedsters late. 
that that's not an early pick. You they, you just want the fast guy. People don't take them early. That's just you just want a fast guy. Maybe the dude from Memphis in like the third round. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. But um, Renfro in the slot with Devontae on the outside. When you know you have to double Devontae, Renfro might have a hundred catches this year, bro. He Easy. might. He might. He's going to be one of those sleeper guys that you're like, wait, what? Yeah. He's going to be a monster. Yeah, with Waller out there? Oh, my goodness. That offense is going to be – the AFC West is going to be so treacherous this year. It's going to be fun to watch because the defense sucks, (laughs) except for Denver. Except for Denver. (laughs) Denver's awesome. And their offense sucks, so it's going to be interesting. Those games will be like 20 to 13, and then all the other games will be like 45 to 30. If you had to make me pick right now, I'd pick Denver to win the division. If I was held to the fire right now to pick – even though I like I like I like L.A., I'd probably pick them. L.A. I like the Chargers. Yes, to the fucking yeah. All right, and we'll see it. what Herbie does though, because people might have figured him out. He's just so mechanical for me. Exactly. I've always liked him, even out of Oregon. But he's so mechanical, like he's not. It's not athletically fluid. Even Correct. though he's at he hits athletic marks, he can jump high, he can run fast for a quarter. It's not full like he doesn't move athletically. Like it doesn't look he athletic. Look, you know what he looks it. like? Just, he looks like when you're playing a video game and it skips a little bit, he's like ta 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 pa you know like it's like, it's crisp what he does, but it's very exactly. on the spot. Dink, dink, dink. There you go. It's like exactly on the spot. Robot, like somebody made it happen that way. Put it together. Like it's nothing like off script or I don't know, man. It's just it's, something about you know the what way it looks like. The it, thing that throws me off. It looks like he practices in the mirror. You know what I mean? It looks like he he's like, okay, here are the moves. Bop, bop, bop. It looks like he's doing seven yes. on seven practice all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, like I'm with you, man. It, floating it in a spot. Oh, I don't know. Maybe if you had one of these XFL coaches. Are you going to watch the XFL, your boy The Rock, and all this jazz? No, I'm probably going to watch the USFL, though. That looks more intense. Yeah, but what about the only thing that made me, like, interested about the XFL was the coaches. Did you hear who they announced for coaches? No. So they've got Wade Phillips, (laughs) Pie Boy, Jim Hazlitt, loser, Bob Stoops, uh, college isn't gonna may may translate to this weird XFL hybrid. Well, thing. all of them have attitude problems, man. So that shit can go left like that. But here's the here's the two that I'm interested in: Heinz Ward and Rod Woodson <laughs> are both coaches. <laughs> like, what this is, is going on here? Joke league. Yeah, they got Dean Blandino as their VP. Like, they're just kind of they're kind of like the AEW, which is a wrestling affiliate. Like anybody who's not in the WWE, like the main thing, they're like, "Ooh, we'll take them. Ooh, we'll take your scraps. Ooh, we'll take your scraps." They're just kind of building a a heap pile of old turds. Except but you know it's going to work, right? Woodson and you know it's going to be successful, right? Yeah, because the Rock's behind it. No, because the NFL is behind it. That's it. Yeah, NFL well, they're also do successful shit. They also like apparently are going to have their own show on like ESPN <laughs> and like they're like they have their hands in everything. The Rock knows how to distribute information. That's for sure. That guy's a promo machine. So yeah. it'll be it'll be interesting. I wish they would just put like fucking GoPros on their face masks or something. Like make it interesting. Do something. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they're going to make it interesting. They're going to create another He Hate Me, bro, and it's going to be... Whatever. That's it. 
Oh, man. So what do you think about these NBA playoffs? We got the playing games going on right now. We just had Brooklyn. Uh, dude, the line from when Brooklyn won to like two hours later went from Brooklyn minus 130 to win the Celtics series to plus 105 in a matter of like two hours. So it was just everybody jumped on Brooklyn right away. Because um, everybody knows what's going down. And then, yeah. So I don't know. It was just very, very odd that Vegas tried to shift the odds the other way, just as like a "Hey, no, 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 bet the bet the Celtics, bet the Celtics." You know what I mean? Because that's what it is. It wasn't like a "Oh, we don't, you know, we don't think the Nets are going to win," but sometimes they'll adjust the line to get you to swing the other way. I wonder if that's what it was, or if people just started hammering the Celtics because they were plus whatever. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I still like somebody coming out of the West. I think I'm going to try and put some money down on Golden State at plus eight and a half still. And Memphis, I would put money on Golden State plus eight and a half. And Memphis at 11 to one. And who? Memphis at 11 to one. Just because I told you early on that if, I liked if Memphis. Memphis at 11 to one, I would, I would take that. I like their chance. I don't know if they're going to win it all. I definitely like their chance to get to the final, though, at the two seed. It's perfect. Yeah. You just only got to play the Suns and you got to get them. And that's it. Because the way the playoffs shake out, Luca's in the four seed, so you ain't got to see Luca. I think that, but and here's the thing: I think Memphis and the way that they play, specifically with like John, ja just the way that he operates, I think they match up well against either Brooklyn or, um, oh my, I just brain farted, or Boston. Because I think whoever wins that series is going to go to the finals. I don't know. It depends. Because. They don't match up well against fucking Giannis. Giannis will no. kill Memphis. Correct. I don't I think don't the Bucks are going to make it, though. Oh, yeah. See, that's the only option I got outside of Brooklyn, the Brooklyn or the Bucks. That 7-3 two, three, three, three matchup in the second round will tell you who's coming out of the East to me. Yeah. I feel you on that one. All right. All right. Uh, I know what's going to happen. As much as I'm a Bulls fan, the Bucks are about to sweep our ass. <laughs> yeah. You guys might get one. No. No. <laughs> Not the way they've been playing lately. Without no Lonzo, we don't get one. Did you ever think you'd say so, that without Lonzo Ball, we can't win a playoff game? How the tides have People turned, don't understand. See, when you have a team like we put together, when we have dynamic scores, you need someone who's going to distribute it to those scores at the right time and play fucking defense at the point of attack. A big thing about NBA defense is defense at the point of attack because a lot of def NBA defense is pick and roll. If you have a great pick and roll defender, then it helps you a whole lot. And he's long, no homo, and great as far as, like, his pick and roll defense. So, um, you know what I mean? Like, he's great at pick and roll. I mean, he's just good at – he's a good defender. We don't have one. Caruso's a good defender. He's feisty, but he's not long, Pauls. So – now, those passes to the big man off the roll are easy to get over him. They're not easy to get over Lonzo. Like, you got to find an angle to get her. You know what I mean? Like, so it just changes dynamic. And he's missing all this time for an ankle. Ugh, I, hate, I hate soft, light-skinned dudes. I hate when the best dudes on my team are light-skinned, bro. Why? What you, DeMar, got, all right, what you got to get my team, light-skinned brothers? They're just usually soft, bro. No offense to light-skinned dudes who ain't soft, man. But most light-skinned dudes are usually soft, man. Really? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Zach Levine. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Steph. Eh. I don't know. 
I don't know. That's three. <laughs> we'll see. I've never had to go up against a light skinned dude, so I don't know. Clay Thompson ain't so. Clay Thompson ain't so. Do I give him that? Clay Thompson is usually rough and tough with his Afro puffs. <laughs> oh, Mike got rhymed so tight he'll turn your Afro into cornrows. What's up? Uh, did you see <laughs> UFC twenty two seventy three? No, but I know about one fight that we talked about oh, last week. Dude. All right, so uh, Mickey Gall got his I ass whooped. I told you it was going to happen. Yeah, but Mickey Gall got his ass whooped in the first round, which I was happy about. <laughs> and then uh, Ian Gary whooped some ass. That was nice to see. And then the wheels fell off. Peter Yan, Aljamain Sterling, <laughs> went to decision, and Sterling retains, which, all right. I didn't happen to catch that fight, but I did see like them announcing the decision, and I was like, oh, that's a punch to the dick. I Woo! saw some of it, and I saw the highlights, but yeah. All the I money I made. At the happen, be- man. Yeah, all the money I made at the beginning of the night went away with that one because I had to give up almost five to one, so that got washed out. And then I didn't even bet the last fight because it was minus 800, but Volkanovski beat the fucking brakes off the Korean zombie. He just got ratted and tatted up, dude. It was gnarly. (laughs) And the Korean zombie is a bad motherfucker. Like, that dude should have been knocked out four separate times and just kept getting up, so good for him. But finally, I was like, okay, this isn't fun to watch anymore. You should have been knocked out four times. You should fucking quit, dude. Like, quit, bro. Like, don't let nobody knock you out five times, bro. What the fuck? That was gnarly. Gnarly. Oh, shit. Anyway, what you watching besides uh, UFC now that we got through all those sports that we've been watching? Uh, I don't know. Hey, yo. So there's this show on Netflix called The Ultimatum. Yeah. Wildest shit ever, bro. So guess what? (laughs) One of my very good friends, the same, uh, one and the same, not our our girlfriend that took us to the play, but her husband is an associate producer on that show. And also, Love is Blind, and also there's a new reality show coming out on ABC that we'll be uh, having to watch because it's like Big Brother format, but it's it's different, so... Uh, basically this dude's working on all your favorite stuff, so I'm just gonna keep feeding you information and let you know when this stuff's coming out. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's why I love you, my guy. Uh, hey, yo, but no. And hey, pump it up for the homie. Watch Love is Blind, The Ultimatum, and I'll let you know about whatever this new show is. Yeah, watch them all, man. If you like this type of stuff anyway, you're gonna watch it anyway, because it's gonna grab you. Like, the, the concept of The Ultimatum is just a wild concept to just start with. Like, the concept is just wild. So bring to, it to like, us, because I don't know what it is. Oh, you don't know what it is. So, The Ultimatum, the concept is one partner in a relationship has the ultimatum to, like, so they got six couples, right? Uh-huh. And one person in the couple has decided to give the ultimatum, like, bro, propose to me or I'm done. So marry or leave. How many of them are dudes? Huh? How many are dudes? One or two? They give the ultimatum? Yeah. One. Yeah. One actually gave the ultimatum. The rest of are being given ultimatum by the girl. He knows he's marrying up. We know where we're at. But, but the wild part about it is, 
Like you're about to spit. It's like swap. <laughs> like oh. it's a swap situation. So we're about to take these six couples, put them in a situation where they get to mingle and know each other, and Uh-oh. then put them in like a pseudo husband and wife situation for three weeks with some complete random person, and then they're gonna come back to me three weeks after three weeks, and we're gonna be together for three weeks. What? Oh no! You so it's like been with that person for three weeks that you think I still want to marry you, bro? Like what? Okay. What in the what? Hey, bro. So this this goes from the newlyweds, <laughs> or not quite the newlyweds, the the engaged possibly to Temptation Island to wife swap, <laughs> and then back to home base to see if we're gonna pull the same card. Woo! Yo, and then you got to think about the fact that. Not just that, that aspect, like, bro, we're all switching. Like, we're all here. So in the midst of the switching, they put them on, like, all girls' dates or all girls' dates. So now we're in rooms where you're talking about how you're living with my man and what y'all got. Bro, what are you talking about? Hey, look, Brendan, I'm going to tell you, whoever came up with the concept was good because it's going to be entertaining oh every scene that they come out with. That shit gets but, my you know, Irish it's like, Fuck that. <laughs> how long are you going to be keeping this going before someone gets... Bop, like glasses of aquafortum. Yeah, dude, I'd be drowning, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like, bro, I'm sitting here waiting for someone to get hit. Good thing, whole season went off. Nobody got hit. Nobody got beat up. It was some almost fights, but everybody's crossed that, so that's good. But I'm like, bro, how bro. does this dynamic actually go on for multiple seasons? Like, the closer you get to the Ratchet Girls, it's going down. Dude, like, you better keep this. All highly professionals. Listen, dude. If I let me just say, if I was on that show, that show would go from engaged at first sight to Temptation Island to wife swap to this is a documentary about polygamy because all the other five dudes would be toast. <laughs> You're like, ain't nobody touching my girl. Fuck all these guys. <laughs> You're getting drowned. You're getting buried alive. I'll just take you all out one at a time. Poison some muffins. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit. Like, a chipper. Bro, <laughs> we're not doing like, bro. And especially the guy who gets to pick my, who picked my girl to be with her for three weeks. Like me, you can't have no conversation, bro. Like we bro. have nothing to say to each other ever again. <laughs> That's like you just really take a ugly. knife to the back of the hammy to that guy. Go. You're never gonna walk the same again, <laughs> yeah, bitch. Like, yeah, so like, yo, I don't understand how they even got the whole show shot, but more power to Nick Lachey and his wife because they pulled it off. Oh my and uh, it's a wild, it's a, like the concept is just wild. And then there's this other show called Too Hot to Handle. Concept is even wild. Oh my God, what is this shenanigans about? <laughs> so they put all these like beautiful people together on an island, mm-hmm. and the concept is basically like, it's like temptation island almost. Like we're gonna be, we're all hot, so we're gonna be tempting each other. But you can't have sex. Like you can't do sex, bro. Yeah, right. And if you do, you lose money. Like you could possibly leave off with everybody leave with a hundred thousand. Every time you lose, have sex, you lose twenty thousand. A kiss, three thousand. Like it's just wow. How do you expect people to be that sexy around each other in bikinis and shit all the time and not do nothing? Like that's what I'm saying. These concepts are wild. They're just like wild concepts. Oh, man, that would be tough, though. If you go on that show and then you just hook up with everybody, come home with no money and just a bunch of STDs. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I ain't coming home with no money. That's the whole thing. Like, 
I don't want to have to be the toughest, strongest dude in the world because the money is first, bro. So don't touch me. I don't care how tempting you want to be. Do not touch me. And where's the ice? Because I'll take lots of cold showers because uh, we is not messing up this money, bro. <laughs> the money is first. Worry about that other bullshit later. Is anal like a hundred grand right off the bat? Like, all right, man, you went over the top, baby. <laughs> Can't be yeah, doing that man. on TV. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, and then, like, shit. at the reunion show, some of these dudes had to watch that three weeks. Yeah, no thanks, man. In the same room with the dude that she was fitting to. So if, you, if your girl decided that doing that fake husband-wife pair, she wanted to do the hump with the dude she was with three weeks. I'd be arrested. You're watching the video of that. Ain't no damn way in hell. I'd be arrested. I'd kill everybody. <laughs> like, bro, ain't no way I'm going through with this show. i kill the like, cameraman. You, like, you let this shit happen? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I said, yeah, there was no way I could have went through with that show. I'm good on that. I also would never put myself in that situation, though, I guess. I would have never got that far anyway because I'm not no ultimatum. Like, you can't tell me or threaten me like, bro, yeah, I'd be marry like, me or what. Is- I'd be like, yeah. okay. Ultimatum? Sure. Or, Go ahead and move out. Like, I don't care. You or... We'll take the oil yeah. over here. Like, we'll take the ladder. Who you talking to? We'll take the rest <laughs> of the world who isn't uptight, whiny bitches. <laughs> yeah, but outside of that part, actually getting to the show itself, like it's pretty. It's a pretty wild concept. <laughs> I'm not gonna. That is insane. Oh well, I watched nothing like that. I watched <laughs> a movie on Netflix called Metal Lords because that's right up my alley. It's new on there. It's like a cross between Detroit Rock City and School of Rock. So this is a, a bunch of shit that you've never seen. But I was kind of a metalhead. I've seen School of Rock. Don't disrespect me, bro. Okay. Hey, fucking, I don't know. You definitely didn't see Detroit Rock City. No. Yeah, you're not going to watch a movie about Kiss. <laughs> Kiss is not that uncool, though. Yeah, um, but... I used to watch the show about their family. So I'm... Do you know what Kiss stands for? I don't know what it stands. I don't remember what it stands for. Oh, okay. Because that would definitely show. deter you. For real? Yeah. I don't want to tell you. <laughs> what does it stand for? Knights in Satan's service. Huh? Knights in Satan's service. Okay, I never would have listened to that. That's, that's weird. Shit. But his, girl, his daughter's kind of like she was kind of sexy at one point. Kelly Osborne. Yeah. Nope. That's Ozzy Osborne's daughter. Whatever Sim- Gene Simmons' daughter's name is. <laughs> <laughs> She's also the daughter of a model, so you know that helps. Gene Simmons, not wife or wife, whatever, was a supermodel. Oh, or was Gene so Simmons? But Ozzy Osbourne was part of Kiss too, right? No, Black Sabbath. Don't you disrespect the Prince of Darkness like that? Oh, for real? Ozzy's one of the greatest of all time. Legend. He is. That's why I watched the show. I thought he was part of Kiss. Well, there's okay. two different ones. There's the Osbournes and there's. Gene Simmons family jewels. Gene Simmons is Kiss. Ozzy Osbourne is Ozzy. I watched the one with Kelly Osbourne. Man. That's the Osbournes. Yeah. So they okay. weren't Kiss. So that, that mean, is not Kiss. Okay. So I mean, I didn't watch the Kiss show. Yep. Confirmed. You are not light skinned. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was right up my alley. I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't have enjoyed it. It was a little too on the nose cheesy, except I allowed my younger self to watch it, and I enjoyed the piss out of it. It was really, really fun, but I also let my like 12 year old self watch it, you know? So that was 
once I got into that mindset, it was it was a lot of fun. You know, there were times where you're like, mm, okay, but overall, it was you know, it was like a tight ninety, you know, easy peasy. So it was fun. It had a great soundtrack because it's metal, so that was great. Uh, and then I started watching a show called Slow Horses on Apple TV, which is Gary Oldman, and it's basically like uh, the lowest rung of MI5 special agents, um, and just kind of like this weird, it's called the Slough House, where they operate out of, like basically it's all the rejects from the MI5 kind of pulled into this place, and seeing them kind of on the road to redemption and having to operate in weird slippery ways around the mi5 protocol and stuff so it's kind of interesting i'm i'm one in and i just kind of put it on the background to fall asleep and then had to actually turn it off so i would go to sleep because it was like piquing my interest so that's how i know i'm, I'm into it because i was like oh you can't watch this you won't fall asleep so yeah i'm looking forward to uh watching a little bit more of that but in the meantime, if you're not going to be watching anything, you can listen to this week's Spotify playlist, which is Zarface and Motorhead. This one is not for the faint of heart. We're getting jacked up, ready to go. 30 Days of Pain is coming, so we're doing the prep. Mike, are you going to try and do that with me? Are you going to do a little bit of something every day in, in the month of May? 30 Days of Pain, yeah, I'm going to do a little bit of something. I'm going to join this year because I need to lose the weight. I'm listen, to you. I'll tell you what, as a starter... As a starter, on the very first day, just try and do 30 jumping jacks. 30 jumping jacks. I can do 30 jumping jacks. I know you can. Most people, everybody can. Throughout a day, you could do 30 jumping jacks. Even if you're very heavy, it doesn't matter. You can do, you know, two an hour, and you'll be good. Because you're usually awake for at least 14 to 16 hours. So Yeah, I'm trying to lose weight anyway, though. So, yeah. That being said, yeah, just do a little something and then increase it as you feel and then maybe halfway through, do it twice a day or do something different, you know, it's the second part of the day. Go for a walk or something. If you do nothing, doing anything is more than that, and that counts. But I don't do nothing, though, because, you know, I be doing instant and shit, so I'm always doing something. Yeah, but, okay, so anything that's a part, not a part of your normal routine. So you run around doing your, you know, drop-offs and pickups and all that stuff. That's a part of you running around the grocery store and whatnot. I know. I'm not know, trying to sir. ask you to drop down and give me 20 in the middle of Ralph. Drop down. <laughs> <laughs> but we're prepping, and uh, the best way to prep is to start a couple weeks early, slowly work your way into it. So this playlist should get you moving in that proper direction. But in the meantime, make sure to love each other. Give somebody a hug. Call somebody or text somebody that you haven't talked to in over a month. Just do something nice. Just to let somebody show know some that love, you're thinking man. of them. It's always good. It don't cost you nothing to show love, man. So show somebody some love today. Why not? You can also show us some love. Follow us on Instagram at BlackIrishPod, at BlackIrish213 for Mike, at BrenDallas7 for me. Uh, check us out on YouTube or wherever you podcast. You obviously got this far. Just share or tell somebody when you hug them, Black Irish told me to do this. It would be great. Tell a friend to tell a friend. There you That's go. All. Pay it forward with your words in a positive manner. Anyway, enough of that garbage. Go enjoy your week. Hopefully we made it better. Love you, dude. Take care of yourself until I see you. Love you too, bro. Peace.